0: Hey, good morning, family. Uh, For those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Adam Kella, and I am am an elder here at Graceway Community Church. Uh, I'm excited to be here with you uh, as we work through the book of Acts. Uh, This morning, I'd like to get started by just doing a little bit of a recap uh, from some of our readings this month, uh, as well as kind of address our current situation. Uh, You know, right now we're in the middle of what we've been calling a summer refresher, which sounds like a a really nice drink at Dunkin' Donuts. Um, But what we've done this summer is we've taken our remaining house churches um, and kind of consolidated them back into the building of the church. Um, Now, as we're doing this, we're we're looking to accomplish a few things. Um, The first thing that we're looking to accomplish is by kind of consolidating some of these groups, is looking to really re-energize people, um, looking for a, a way just to kind of help us to have a little bit of more fellowship you know during the summer there are a lot more vacations uh, people coming and going uh, and so we felt that it would be uh, really good for us to just kind of come in together and and spend some time maybe feeling a little bit more full Um, and also you know as as people come and go you know we still have some stability um, during these summer months. The second thing that we're looking to accomplish and it goes right along with what we're reading through the book of Acts is you know one of the things that you know what may seem like a change um, to you Uh, You know, I think one of the points that at least I see as a clear, uh, clear thing is that whether we're meeting in the living room of someone's house or we're meeting, let's say, in the sanctuary, uh, the kingdom of God is the same. And so, what we would like to be doing this summer as we're meeting together, uh, think of Antioch in the, in the book of Acts, where you see just this multi dimensional international church. And it was actually a sending point for Paul and Barabbas. And it was a place where they would come to and come through frequently. Uh, and so, it's this idea of a community that is receiving and then also sending. Uh, And which has been kind of a part of our DNA if you talk to pastor ed It's been part of the vision from the first time that he walked into the building at Graceway Is that our church will be a place not only of receiving but also sending? uh, equipping training teaching and sending people into the mission field now I'm not sure if you're aware, but the mission field isn't someplace far overseas. If you turn on the news or if you maybe walk through uh, your neighborhood, you can see very clearly that the mission field is actually right outside of our door. And so what I'd like you to do, and this is a challenge and something that I'd like you to prayerfully consider, as we meet and fellowship during these summer months, you know, we want not just to kind of go back to what we've been doing in terms of just groups going back to normal and just being doing what we've always been doing we are looking towards the fall and forecasting sending out teams of people teams of people groups of individuals that are feeling called and purpose to be a light and a community in their to be a light in their community all right and so how can we do that well We are the church. And so if we can't bring people to the church, we're going to bring church to the people. And so we're looking for our house churches to be kind of these mobile kingdoms that can be spread out across Rhode Island, across our island. And so it doesn't mean we won't have a place for our sanctuary groups or even maybe our cafe group. uh, But what we would like to do is prayerfully consider each and every one of you, how that you feel God is leading and calling you and I don't just and I say that because we're not trying to break up the groups but we want to we want to be intentional for the people that are meeting in homes to be meeting with a purpose um, not just meeting for the sake of meeting but meeting for the sake of the kingdom of God being a light a city on a hill in a community that is dark and in need of Jesus Christ. And we see these themes all throughout the Gospel and the book of Acts, which is what we're going through. And it's so exciting. You know, I wanted to recap by looking at Acts chapter two, and I know this was one of our earlier readings, but I think it's very important, so important. I'm gonna read it, and then I'm gonna take a little bit to talk about it again. Acts chapter two, verse 42. It says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers." These are four things that the early church really focused on. Um, And if you look around your room, maybe around your circle, um, you can see a group of believers that are gathered together and are committed to maybe a shared reading (laughs) looking at the apostles teachings which is what we call you know we we call it the praxis but we're just we you know this is just our devotional book as we look through scripture um and ed senior does a great job putting this together and 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 sharing some thoughts to help guide us through some of the things we read that may be difficult to understand uh, but it's also a tool for us to commit ourselves to the Apostles' teachings. Second thing in here is the fellowship. And so this word fellowship or koinonia is something that we are really believe in and, and so much that we're saying, hey, we, we want to do this well, so well that we're going to prioritize our fellowship and maybe try to meet in smaller groups. <laughs> um, where we can sit around and look at each other and, and get to know one another and try to build that rhythm, that friendship of fellowship and life in the church. And it's not natural for some of us because it takes kind of a breaking of some old patterns, some old traditions. Um, but we believe it's important. And you know what? We're committed to this because, uh, you know, most importantly, we are a family. Uh, the third thing that they committed themselves to is the breaking of the bread, which is what we would call communion today. So sharing communion together. And by sharing communion, what are we doing? We're remembering what Christ has done. And so we're tethering ourselves. We're anchoring ourselves, our heart, our soul, our spirit uh, to what Christ has done on Calvary, what Christ has done on the cross. And we're saying that this moment in time is going to be the central piece of our identity. It's going to be the central piece of what our mission and focus is. And then the last thing that they devoted themselves to is prayer. And so these four things we believe is so important that we're actually changing the way we do church because we're focused and centered on these four things and it's not something new we did not make this up (laughs) if anything we we feel that the church has maybe lost its way Um, you know we're so accustomed to this modern traditional service uh, where we look to kind of a a building or or a staff uh, to fill our needs and so something that we can just show up receive what we need to receive, and then go about our day. So we're, we're, we're changing that, and it's, it's on purpose. It's on purpose because we believe that as we look together to the person of Jesus Christ, that we will be changed. And not just changed personally, but changed as a family. And so one of the beautiful things that I love about this summer refresher <laughs> and what we've been doing is we believe that God is making us moldable. You know we the church and the body of Christ and you can see this through Acts and I love this about it if you look through Acts 8 after Stephen was martyred you see Paul or Saul standing there with his coats at the coats of Stephen at his feet and he's just you know it kicks off something it kicks off the persecution of the church but then you see all these stories in acts of Philip and Peter and John and you see God working through all these different people you know last week one of the verses that was was mentioned by Ed Senior um, was in John 14 where Jesus says you know for for even for those will come after me that will do even greater works than me you know you think about that greater works than Jesus how is it possible to do a greater work than dying on the cross it's it's not if but it's not possible if you're thinking of in terms of one person but it is possible if you think of it in terms of the body of Christ which we are called to be as one united working in different ways with our own passions our own set of skills and bringing those things to the table to the altar as a living living act of worship and sacrifice for our God and our King. And so these are things that we're looking to permeate through what we do. And these are things that don't happen overnight, but we are committed to this process for you and for us that we can grow together and ultimately what? Be blessed okay because we believe that when we operate in this that God's spirit will be poured out John 20:22 20, ask Deacon Mike about that scripture and he'll tell you probably more John 20:22 20, Jesus breathed his spirit and it was poured upon them and then John 20:23 20, so that they may proclaim the forgiveness of sins and that's exactly what we see here in the book of Acts you know I wanted to highlight one thing, I don't want to make this video too long, but I did want to tease out a couple of things. I wanted to tease out what the gospel specifically is. What is the message that Peter, Paul, and these people were preaching and writing about? And what was the, what were the listeners, not, not us in this modern time, but what were the people in the first century, what were they understanding? What were the things that they were Receiving when they're teaching. You know for for me the gospel has always been Growing up. It's it's always been about going to heaven So you believe in Jesus Christ and then you'll go to heaven, right? That's the gospel that I've been taught and told my entire life But what's ironic is I don't see heaven anywhere in the book of Acts nowhere do I see That you believe in Jesus and then you go to heaven that's not the message that is being proclaimed and so it's curious to me that if that's the message that I've been told what the gospel is about you know you believe in Jesus and you won't go to hell believe in Jesus and you go to heaven and then you're saved you're like oh sweet so how do I be okay so I believe in Jesus I'm gonna go to heaven okay so now I got to be good so that I can keep my ticket I can keep that, that past that I have, I can put it in my pocket. And so on the last day when I die, I say, hey, 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 I, I believed in you. Here, here you go, here's my, here's my ticket to heaven. That's not what the scriptures say. And so let's go into that a little bit more. And so what I wanna do is, I wanna talk about this word, forgiveness of sins. What did the words forgiveness of sins mean to them? Now to understand that, we have to understand where the israelites were where the jews were what were they going through and we have already talked about this when we went through the book of daniel is they were living in exile and so they were captured and taken away by babylon and persia and then ruled by the greeks and then ultimately now being occupied by rome and at some point they were able to go back to jerusalem and they were able to reestablish the city and even build another temple but it was not, it was not the same, right? Something was still missing. God was still not present. And you see that these things that occurred from them being taken from their land, carted away to scattered off nations was actually foreseen by the prophet Moses in Deuteronomy. And so in Deuteronomy, we see these blessing and curses that were laid out at the very end For the people to choose. If you follow my law. The Torah. If you follow the instructions. You will be blessed. If you don't follow the instructions. You will be cursed. And ultimately. You know. Be exiled. (laughs) That was the curse. Part of the curse was that they would be. Taken away as slaves and captives. And brought out to these other nations. And so. This message. Of forgiveness of sins comes from Deuteronomy, alright, so let me look in Deuteronomy chapter 30, so we see this in 28-29, but I'm just going to read a little bit from Deuteronomy chapter 30, it says, "So so it will be when all these things have come upon you, the blessing and the curse which I have placed before you, and you call them to mind in all the nations where the Lord God has scattered you and you return to the Lord your God and obey him with all your heart and soul in accordance with everything I am commanding you today you and your sons then the Lord your God will restore you from captivity and compassion have compassion on you and will gather you again from all the peoples where your lord where the Lord your God has scattered you in any of your scattered countrymen are at the ends of the earth there the Lord will gather you and from there he will bring you back the Lord your God Who who will do it the Lord your God Yahweh will bring you into the land which your fathers possess and you shall possess it And he will be good to you and make you more numerous than your fathers Moreover Yahweh your God will circumcise your heart and the hearts of your descendants To love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul that's a Shema so that you may live Stop there (laughs) So in Deuteronomy before any of this ever happened Moses called it and and why did he call it because he could see even at Sinai that these people were bent on what we call it sin but i want to call it something else because that's what it actually is throughout the torah throughout the throughout the old testament it's idolatry forgiveness of sins the people the Israelites and also you and I so when, when we hear forgiveness of sins we think oh the thing I did last summer or you know that the thing I did or I cheated on my tests or I lied to my friend or you know when, when we hear sins we personalize this sin as something and we think of ourselves but the forgiveness of sins that these people were listening to wasn't just about what they were doing which was grievous to god but these sins are attached to an idol and so what we saw jesus do on the cross is how did he forgive our sins well we see through daniel chapter 7 which is something we talked about a little while ago that jesus's exaltation on the cross was actually his victory over the principalities and the spiritual darkness you see so much you know when you listen to uh, Stephen uh, in his in his sermon and in his last words which is a beautiful narrative and I know we talked about this last week so I won't go into it but you see the same same recant in Acts 13 and you see almost a very similar it's actually Paul this time it's like maybe Paul was listening to Stephen but you see them and what would appear to and listen to us is oh they're just repeating the history of the Jews, but they keep talking about this exodus. They keep talking about the story of Moses and how God on Passover, right? Liberated his people that were slaves in a kingdom of darkness and he rescued them. So forgiveness of sins. And you know, one of the things that I like, I like to use, I want, I want you to try it too. Instead of forgiveness, I want to say release. Because forgiveness is about being released from the principalities, from the spiritual darkness that we are attached to so that we can be free. Like the story of Exodus, free to do what? Well, the people they passed through the waters and then they went to Mount Sinai where they were called to worship God and God appointed them as what? To be a nation of royal priests, a kingdom of royal priests. This Exodus story is the story that we see in acts and the authors as we see through matthew and 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 this is more in terms of literary design i talked about this a little bit when i looked through john um chapter 12 and the Heart and hearts where we see these literary designs that are lining us up this tying the story of jesus to the story of Moses and what God did there. Because what what we're trying to learn here, and what these preachers and they're actually telling everyone, is that Jesus and Yahweh are the same. Jesus is the promised Messiah, and He's actually the same, same Yahweh that rescued His people from slavery in Egypt. And so what they're proclaiming here to the nations is this good news. They're saying the time of exile is over and a new kingdom is being established in the same way that it was established through the story of Exodus with Moses freeing his people, liberating them from their sin, from their captivity, from their captivity of what? Spiritual powers of darkness. And so this forgiveness of sins is about a release of our depths From these principalities and this salvation that we have the word that I like to use instead of salvation is rescue so what we have in Jesus Christ is a rescue from what from our sins which is what which is the idols and things that hold us down and so as a believer (laughs) when I'm looking to find new life be a new human a new creation I can't focus on just looking at sins as things that I do I have to look at it look at it in terms of idols that I am worshiping things that I am putting in place of God the Father and how do you combat that <laughs> you just focus you focus you focus on God how does a young man stay pure by meditating on his word day and night Psalms 119 Psalms 1 you know, the righteous man will prosper like a tree planted by the streams of water, meditating on his word day and night. And these are the things that we're looking to do as a body, as a community. And we're not perfect, but it's what we're called to be. We're called to be a new image of Jesus, right? Uh, reflecting God and and a royal kingdom of priests. So I, I'm i going to release you back to your groups um, And I want you to continue your discussion in Acts, and we can look through Acts chapter 9 and Acts chapter 10, uh, as well as 8, and and look through some of these readings. And I want to challenge you, when you see the words forgiveness of sins, I want you to change the word forgiveness to being released, like the jubilee that we see through the Old Testament. And sins, I want you to see the word sins as not just something you do, but the idols that it attaches us to sex and money those are the two biggest idols that we see throughout the old testament um and ironically they're still live and prevalent today um and then as well as the word salvation i want you to you think of the word rescue and look at these verses in light of those things so let me say a prayer god we just thank you so much for your grace and your mercy father i pray lord that you continue to move and work in our hearts father we desire you and you alone uh, for your namesake for your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven we pray these things in jesus name amen